Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hello and welcome to the Scraby Show here on 97.3 The Fan. Thank you everyone for sticking around or joining me if you're just getting off work. It's been a day. It has been a day. I was able to surpass the Titan Challenge somehow, some way. Um, I don't know how I did it. I really don't. My boss, Adam Klug, is a cyborg because he had some and he didn't think it was that hot. But I'm feeling okay now, and I would like to say that I uh, this is what I do. I work myself up into anxiety about something, and then I do it, and it's not as bad as I think. But I never learned my lesson, ever. I never learned my lesson, which is kind of frustrating because you think that I should learn my lesson at some point. If you want to join us on YouTube, you can. You can watch the show. It's uh, 973 The Fan on YouTube if you want to search that. I'm also on Twitch at Matt Scraby on Twitch. Uh, we have the 973 The Fan account on Twitch. We have it on Facebook. We have it on X. We have it on basically every, pla- every platform that we can. And I am very happy that. Uh, Things are working out with the cameras as well as they are. So thank you to everyone for watching. And thanks to everybody for saying that they're proud of me. Castro, Cactus Man, Evan, Maria, all good stuff, guys. Thank you very much. It's been kind of um, a slow day in sports, I guess. And I, I just uh, I wanted to start with something a little fun. Because last night I told you that I was going to... I was going to talk about some things that are happening at the Super Bowl, also about the $2.5 million suite and what's in it. So let's start with something a little fun real quick because I uh, found this pretty interesting just because I was wondering what you get when you buy a suite for $2.5 million. So this guy, his name is Luke Sawhook. He was able to go there and preview the suite for free. But if you spend a cool $2.5 million, you're, the, the theme of the whole um, suite, it, I, it's kind of weird that it has a theme, but the theme is the ultimate surf and turf, and it's going to reflect on the steakhouses and wedge salads, they say, that the Vegas food scene is famous for. But here are some of the things that you're going to get uh, as food, which is it starts with a classic souvenir popcorn as you walk in the door. Bacon-wrapped hot dogs, barbecue burnt-end burritos. No, don't even know what that is. Glazed donut sundaes, loaded carne asada fries, seafood stuffed baked potatoes, surf and turf nachos. Uh, I think it's Wagyu. You guys will let me know if I'm pronouncing that wrong. But Wagyu beef hot dogs, frozen cheesecake, and, of course, a full-service bar. The bartenders are also beginning serving up signature cocktails, with thoughtful touches, as the article says, like football-shaped ice cubes, which is really, really cute. 
Really cute. The executive chef of the Super Bowl, Sean Kinoshita, said, We got the best of the best steak here. We've got the biggest lobster we could find in the world. We got this stuffed baked potato that we carved to order. So we just kind of took that and took it to the next level. So if you have $2.5 million lying around and you want to get a suite, check into that. And also invite me to the suite because that would be awesome. But I don't think anybody's going to be spending $2.5 million on a suite. Now... There is a, a, an after party, and I was going to tell you about this just because I find these fascinating that someone would pay this much money. But there's a, I guess, a new Vegas hotel. I'm not really sure what. I've never heard of it, actually. But it's called the Font, Fountain Blue. I know I'm saying that wrong, but I guess it opened late December and they've already had a big turnover and like executives, vice president of revenue management, senior vice president of casino operations, the COO, the CMO, it, they all left already. So apparently this hotel is in really bad shape, but if you would like to go and see Calvin Harris live, you can go to this hotel. He is supposed to kick off his set at 10 30 PM on Sunday after the Super Bowl. And get this, this is, I don't think there's any relationship, relation to it, but the venue is the Live Nightclub, L-I-V, just like the golf. But the cheapest tickets available that are now sold out were $7,000. For that price, up to six people can make use of a table on the back wall of the balcony. If you want to be on the upper dance floor, the cheapest option, oh, I just threw up a little bit, $35,000 for a table seating up to 10 people. Uh, and it says, with a nice and steady flow of traffic behind the table to ensure your group is in the action. And then if you want to go directly on the dance floor, you're going to need to spend anywhere from 35000 to $50,000. The $50,000 booth seats up to 12 people, has direct views of the DJ. So if you and 11 other friends has about, I don't know, what is that? 4200 to spend, 44000 somewhere around there. This might be the best choice for you because um, that is the most cost-effective. But for 55000 you can be seated on the upper stage, raised above the DJ booth in the main room. So this is a lot. Uh, even when I was a party animal, I would not have gone to this because it's just too much. Way too much. All right. I think it's time to get to the news of the day but again we have a really slow news day but i have a few things to talk about it's time to get caught up on the latest with the news of the day looking in the chat shane said scravy happy to see you survive level 10 took my lunch so i could watch you kill it heck yeah brother wow that was very nice uh, Jocelyn, some of us have been here all day. I appreciate you for being there all day. Honestly, I appreciate everybody to, for sticking around because, um, I don't know. I, I just was, like, so nervous about it. Anyway, here we go. News of the day. And we were talking about it before the show ended. Antonio Gates, San Diego Charger Antonio Gates, is seemingly snubbed by the Hall of Fame. He, he and Julius Peppers. The NFL Awards show has just started, so I'm trying to find where that is on the TV so I can keep everybody up to date on that. But this is kind of wild that they're not allowing Antonio Gates into the Hall of Fame on his first ballot. Now, if you look at some of the stats that he put together in his career, he's one of the most accomplished tight ends in NFL history, and he played for 16 seasons. He was undrafted to the NFL, but he ended up with... Uh, 
116 touchdowns, which is the record for the most touchdowns. Third most receptions at 955 by a tight end in NFL history. And then he retired at the age of 38. So I'm not really sure why the Hall of Fame is not going to be giving him a call or didn't give him a call. But according to TMZ Sports, it's really unfortunate because he thought he was going to get in and he was expecting the phone call to come in at some point, but it didn't, and uh, he's going to have to wait another year, supposedly. I'm still trying to find this on TV, but for some reason, the NFL award show has been blacked out on DirecTV. I'm not sure why NFL Network blacked itself out, but I'm going to keep looking. So that's uh, what's going on there. Antonio Gates supposedly, reportedly snub for the Hall of Fame. Uh, you got some other guys that are going to go into the Hall of Fame. I know Patrick Willis is on the list, so I will bring that to you as soon as I know who is going into the Hall of Fame for the NFL. And I kind of like the award show. I will say, the, the award show for the NFL is not bad. It's really, uh, it, it's it's better than, I honestly don't even remember what they used to do. I think they may have just announced it. Like, here's the MVP, and here's the Rookie of the Year. But having an award show is pretty fun, and getting to see some of the football players and outside of their normal, I guess, where where we normally see them on the football field or practicing or something like that in football re- related activities and now you get to see them at the award show i think that's funny uh the second news story of the day is going to be kobe bryant immortalized with a 19 foot bronze statue at the lakers arena uh, we've talked about this today as well and the like apparently there's going to be three statues of kobe bryant so not just one, not just two, but three statues. And the first statue that was unveiled today was Kobe Bryant. After his 81-point game, he was walking off the court, put his finger in the air like the number one salute. And so they had a big old, uh, they had a huge for it. And they had all of the people there, like literally all of the people. Jerry West, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Big Shot Bob, Robert Ory, um... And I'm blanking on Phil Jackson was there. Kobe's wife was there. Vanessa. So lots of people were there. But it's a 4,000-pound statue. And I just wonder how they're going to get that out to wherever they're going to go. That's 100% my first thought when I saw that statue. I was like, that is indoors. How are they going to get this thing? How are they going to get this thing outside at 4,000 pounds? I know it's not that big of a deal, but anyway. So if you want to see this, you can. I am going to repost it on X right now, at Matt Scraby, and you can see the statue. It's a pretty good-looking statue, i got to say. You can also go check out my new profile picture. Someone made me a, a picture of me with swords for my hands, and I got fire behind me, so you can see that as well. All right, the final news story tonight, and it's for not lack of finding better news stories. It's actually a college football story, but it is a story that I think proves for the 100th time, to me at least, that the college conferences are cash cows. It just, they don't care about the sports, they just care about the money. And I will say that until some something or someone proves me wrong about that. But the SEC 
is one of the bigger conferences in football, maybe even the biggest conference in football. They're going to distribute $741 million to its 14 member universities, which is about $51.3 million per school. The league said that they actually... um, the league said that they actually spent $23 million on football game expenses, but that's not anything when you're giving someone $51.3 million. Last year, the SEC distributed $49.9 million per school, which ranked behind only the Big Ten. So basically what I'm trying to say here is that the Big or the SEC is expected to go through the roof according in regards to the revenue. Because they have a new TV package with ESPN. They begin a 12-team playoff. And the league is also adding big schools, Oklahoma, Texas. They also are trying to add uh, some other schools, maybe. Uh, They have to figure out how to take on the Big Ten. And the Big Ten is the other conference that is accepting a bunch of schools like USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, all of those. But um, the... $51.3 million that goes to these schools. I would like to know where exactly that goes. I'm not saying they don't. I'm not saying that they don't really spend it on the right stuff. But it's it's all the same stuff we've been talking about for years now. And that would be that it's just college sports is all about the money. And everything's all about the money. I know. I know. But it still makes me a little upset that it's all about the money. But... What am I going to do? Because the SEC and the Big Ten are now coming together to create some super conglomerate, if I could say that. And they're going to try to take all the money once things get so bad in the NCAA that they have to maybe do club teams or something like that. That's what I heard the other day, that some colleges may go club team route. Because when Dartmouth, the basketball team, won their decision with the National Labor Relations Board, I'm proud of myself for remembering that. When they won the decision that they are employees of Dartmouth and they were able to create a uh, basketball union, that scared a lot of schools because the players would have been paid from the athletic director's budget. And so the athletic directors and um, yeah, most schools, they're already strapped for money. But at these big schools, I, I, I can't say this for sure, but it doesn't really seem like money is an issue for them. It seems like they get bonuses and they get big paydays and all that stuff. But until something happens, we're just going to continue to see the big companies and the big conferences and the big networks take all the money and leave all of us out. There's my rant for today. All right. You're listening to The Scraby Show here on 97.3 The Fan. I'm Matt Scraby. If you want to follow me on social media, you can at Matt Scraby. I'm going to tweet out the video of me eating the hot Thai food earlier today. So if you want to see that, go to at Matt Scraby or at 97.3 The Fan SD. But when we get back, I want to talk about the Super Bowl. And I want to talk about how Super Bowl, I guess, Media Week or whatever it's called, the, the, the week leading up to the Super Bowl, I got to tell you. It's all very dumb to me. And I'll tell you why when we get back on the Scraby Show, 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, if you want to watch me eat the Thai food, you can. It's up on at 97.3, the Fan SD on X. Right now, I have linked it to the YouTube video so that you could start right as we're getting back from break. This is Matt Scraby and the Scraby Show here on 97.3, the Fan. Uh, I was asked in the chat how I'm feeling, and I got to tell you, my stomach hurts a little bit, and it has kind of all show, but I think that's going to go away at some point. I'm hoping at some point it goes away, but as of right now, I am going to be powering through, and it's, um, I got to say that the spice didn't hit me until about, it hit me 30 seconds in, maybe a minute in, maybe a couple minutes in, but once it hit, it was not going anywhere, and it was not going anywhere fast. So you can go watch that video on YouTube or go to 973 the SD on X. So I was talking about before the break, Super Bowl Media Week kind of becoming a joke at this point. And I, over the years, I've been to a couple radio rows. I think I've been to three. I've been to three. I've been at least to the Houston one where the Patriots beat the Falcons. And I went to the one in Philadelphia where the Eagles beat the Patriots. Forgetting one, I'm sure of it. But when I went to Radio Row, here's – and people have been asking us why we're not out in Vegas and we're not out on Radio Row. And the reason is Radio Row to broadcast that is really – Expensive. I don't know the exact price anymore, but I know that it was so expensive to just get a spot at Radio Row that you had to pay. I, I'm I'm not even sure of the money, so I'm not going to say it. But it was very expensive, and so we there were sponsorships that had to be sold to go there just to pay for the trip. And it's cool. I'm not going to say it's not cool. I got to experience something awesome. And uh, that's where I ended up getting the story of Le'Veon Bell walking by my table and putting down his half-eaten container of french fries like I was the trash table. And I'll never forget that. But that's the kind of thing you get at Radio Row. You get these, like, big-name players that are walking around you. You get some legends. You get – I remember the, the the actual Rudy was walking by. I never thought I would ever see the actual Rudy. But the actual Rudy uh, walked by, and so I thought that was really cool. And you get you get good interviews and everything, but Radio Row to me now is more about how many advertisers can get their product mentioned than anything else. And I know that they have money to make as well. That's why the radio station had to sell a sponsorship to send us to Radio Row. But it's it's not good radio, in my opinion, to have a bunch of different random people just selling products instead of really just sitting down and talk because they're not there for anything other than can we get to my product and so I can get paid by my, my, my people. Like for example, um, I'm trying to think Tony Gonzalez, he did nothing wrong and it was nothing of his fault, but Tony Gonzalez was 
uh, doing. Oh, it was it was for avocados. And so Tony Gonzalez was sponsored by uh, avocados. And so he was walking around talking about avocados and everything. And he got to our table and we were talking and doing the show. And he was answering all the questions. But his handler was like pushing the avocado towards the host like, hey, guys. And the guy was only on for three minutes at that point, three or four minutes. And we were promised 10. So that is where I find it to be disingenuous. It's not about the fans it's not about the access to the nfl it's all about how many products can be pushed at that so and and i think everybody already knows at this point i'm not a fan of that i'm not a fan of doing things just for a money grab i think there should be a reason for it but really what i i think has jumped the shark so to say is the media week with the players and i'm all for fun questions i'm all for I'm all for different um, opinions. I'm all for just outside-the-box answers, giving us a little bit more insight into the player, into what they're thinking heading into the Super Bowl. But just like everywhere else in life, I feel like now Media Week is who can get the most viral clip, and I don't think that that is the right way to do it. I don't think that Brock Purdy has to answer questions about why he looks like Lee Harvey Oswald. Also, he was apparently told, I was reading earlier today, that he looks like a female tennis player in Utah and was even shown a picture and was asked, do you think you look like her? Those are strange questions. Those are questions that I don't think have any place in Super Bowl Media Week. And I I know that I'm coming off as someone who's not a fun person. I'm definitely a fun person, but I would never, ever, ever, ever go ask Brock Purdy whether or not he look, he thinks he looks like a female tennis player in Utah or Lee Harvey Oswald. I don't think those questions belong. And those questions are only asked for one reason. And that's for a viral video. Now there was plenty of other outside of Brock Purdy. um, And and going back to years ago, I, the first time I really felt like, media day or night or week or whatever it is jump the shark was when Tom Brady was doing his and someone I I can't remember who she was but she showed up in like a wedding dress and she was yelling like marry me please Brady I think is what she said and she was like making a huge scene and it was kind of weird because Tom Brady was married at the time and all she wanted was a viral clip she got a viral clip but I think more people were making fun of her than anything but Like Andy Reid, here's a question that Andy Reid was asked. What do you say about the conspiracies that have popped up concerning Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, like some kind of Republican conspiracies that you guys made it to the Super Bowl to secretly help reelect President Biden? And Andy Reid just smiled and said that's way out of my league because that's exactly what he's going to do. Now, Travis Kelsey had probably the biggest media contingent in front of him. And the question that he was asked was, who's getting a ring first, the Niners or Taylor? And Travis Kelsey said, I'm hoping I get this ring on Sunday. I know that. And those questions are just pointless questions to me. And that's where some of the media is at. And I'm not saying all of the media, but some of the media is more, I guess, focused on getting a clip that's going to make the rounds on Twitter for two days than it is to actually, like, ask good questions. I, I feel like you only get one chance of your life to stand in front of Travis Kelsey at the Super Bowl and you ask him who's going to get a ring first, the Niners or Taylor. 
You know the answer is not going to be Taylor or the Niners. So why even ask it? Because you want to get noticed. And I don't think that it's a good way to get noticed. I Yes, did I eat Thai spicy food on the show today because the guys made it a big deal? Yeah, I did. But I'm not the one who's going to be, like, driving the whole thing. Like, I'm going to go get some Thai, and you guys are going to watch me eat it. These guys came up with it all on their own. Chris and Tony I'm talking about. So I'm not a fan of doing it just for the clicks. I'm not a fan of doing it just to get noticed. And I, I just don't really know why. I just don't really know why these questions need to be asked. The the players, I guess, according to the article that I was reading on the Yahoo Sports, the players, the, the, the author was arguing that the players are there to promote the Super Bowl. And it seems more now like the players are more of like, caged animals that just get rolled around the circus and that's from the article and i kind of agree it's kind of crazy some of these questions that are asked and some of these you know some of these um desperate attempts to get social media content anyway all right um annabelle on the chat says the disrespect to brock purdy is outrageous same for mahomes uh yeah the the disrespect for brock purdy is outrageous I don't know what the disrespect for Patrick Mahomes you're talking about, though, because everybody thinks that he's like the greatest quarterback of all time right now. So I I know that people are really um, I know that people are mad at Patrick Mahomes because he's a winner, but I don't think he has that much disrespect. I don't think he does. Uh, Anthony says, Scraby, don't worry. Your boy Purdy is good. My boy Purdy is good. I know. I know. I sound like a 150-year-old man again. And I feel like I'm doing this more and more and more. But like where things are going. And I really think that there is a fun way to ask questions. And these are not the fun ways. I cannot imagine going to the Super Bowl media night and then getting my one chance to ask a question and asking, hey, there's a tennis player in Utah that looks like you, Brock Purdy. What do you think? It's like, what is he going to say? It's kind of embarrassing him at that point. So there you go. Super Bowl media week is done. I'm actually just really tired of waiting for the Super Bowl to start. So I'm just uh, trying hard to make sure that I don't. uh, I'm trying hard to make sure I don't say anything stupid because of how angry I am and how my brain is working today. So many things have happened today. Jeter says, Purdy is not that good, Scraby. Relax. I wasn't just talking about Brock Purdy. I was talking about everybody being asked those questions. No one asked, not that I saw, Kadarius Tony about his offsides. Uh, that was just me being a hater. Uh, Anthony also says, Mahomes looks like the kid who will ask about the homework that's due before class ends. I hate to say that I kind of agree with that, but I was also that kid. You know, the kid who's like, any other questions or else you could be released early. And I'm like, I'm in the back. What kind of homework do we have this weekend? And they were like, everybody looked at me, you know, shot that look. I guess he was, Patrick Mahomes was asked to do a Kermit voice. Oh, I did see that. That's also messed up. Like, why are you going to ask the guy if he has a Kermit voice? That's kind of crazy. I don't understand it. Now, 
Annabelle says, asking about his dad bod, I'm okay with that because Patrick Mahomes joked about it. So as long as he's in on the joke, then I, I don't find any problems asking that question because it was a huge thing. It was a viral clip. And the Lee Harvey Oswald thing was viral too, but he was also, you know, he murdered the president or supposedly murdered the president. I won't go down that road. Anyway, I'm ranting way too much on this. Way too much on this. I guess Mahomes was asked what his best Kermit the Frog impression was. I'm going to have to go look in the break and see if I can find that just to see what he said. And if I find it, I will bring it back to you. But on the other side, we have the Daily Gripe. We also, I want to talk a little bit about the Josh Hader clip that we played on Gwen and Chris and just kind of break it down a little bit more. So we'll be back here shortly on The Scraby Show on 97.3 The Fan. Final segment of The Scraby Show here on 97.3 The Fan. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for letting me rant. Thank you for letting me get things off my chest. I still haven't been able to find out why the NFL Honors show was taken off of my DirecTV. I have no idea why they blacked out NFL Network, but I'm going to look at all that a little bit later. We were talking about Super Bowl Media Week, and I, I, I got a few questions on uh, my DM on Twitter and then some of the questions in the, the chat. Um, and, and one of the questions was, you know... <sighs> I, I guess he, I'll, I'll paraphrase it because it was kind of long, but it was like, why don't you want other people to succeed, basically? And I do want other people to succeed. The The reason that I am sitting here right now is because I was able to grind for years. And this is my ninth year in radio. I didn't even make any money in radio for the first two years. And... Then I was making very little money for a long time. And to me, I don't want to be known for the guy who gets the viral clip. I want to be known for the guy who is a good person and who, you know, people like to talk to, people like to listen to. And so that's how I'm going to do things. And I don't I, I don't care if your angle is viral or is to go viral, but my thought process and my the way I want to do things is to do it right and to do it in a way that's like respectful to the athlete coach or whoever I'm talking to and it's like here's the Patrick Mahomes question about Kermit the Frog I just want everybody to hear this real quick what is your best Kermit the Frog impression I'm talking right now that's it see I don't he seems upset about it, which I don't blame him for being upset about it. But I don't understand where where the respect for him went. Like, I, I don't know. That's just rude to begin with. If I was talking to someone on the street and they sounded like Kermit the Frog and I was like, hey, do your best Kermit the Frog voice, that would be rude. And I, I don't know. I don't know why. It's uh, it's really it, it's really boggles my mind. It does. And there are plenty of ways to get into media. There are plenty of ways. But I think the only way that you can really make a living off of it is to continue to work hard and do the right things. So if you're listening and you're like, hey, I want to get into radio, I think you can get into radio. I was you years ago. I was the guy sitting in the car thinking, man, I want to get into radio. And I did. And here I am. And so it's something that I just don't really understand. 
And it's my old brain. Old brain. Uh, I got a question. Your grandfather helped you grind scraby, correct? Yes. I definitely did uh, have my grandpa help me very much. And he was also not only helped me in certain areas of my life financially, but he also was, he believed in me. And so that went a long way as well. I wouldn't be here today without my grandpa and my grandma and my parents. There's just no chance. What does it say? It takes the, it takes a village, I guess. Yeah, it takes a village to, I don't know. I'm always really, really bad with those little adages. Uh, Comment from Anthony. Scraby, the kid that will push you over if you pass him during the PE class mile run. That is not true because I would be dying trying to do the run itself. So someone would push me down. How's the stomach, Jeter asked. My stomach is getting better. It's getting better. But still, I don't think... uh, I really don't think it's going to feel good until maybe three days from now or something like that. All right, back to Josh Hader. And I want to play this clip again because the speculation all last year was he doesn't want to go more than one inning. Many, many, many times we uh, talked about this on the show when we thought that there was an opportunity for Josh Hader to come in the game. And then he didn't, and things went haywire. But Josh Hader was on with Foul Territory Podcast, and they asked him kind of what was going on with you not going multiple innings, and here was his answer. And I was going through the arbitration system, and I was with the Brewers. It's not like the Padres put me through that, that process, but the system told me that the way that uh, any relief, not even just myself, but any reliever um, is valued based off saves. And, you know, for me... At the time, I was going multiple innings, going from the fourth inning maybe to the seventh, also doing two and two-third save uh, save outings and just different things like that, like, you know, which I was fine with. But when I was told to my face that, you know, that's not worth anything, like, you got to get saves, that's where I was like, well, I'm not going to blow my arm out if you're not going to invest in me. So... My investment back was, I'll get you the inning, I'll get you the saves, and we'll do everything. But you got to put a team in a bullpen around to do that, right? And I- So there was Josh Hader on foul territory. And uh, I play that because I, I, I know this is probably going to be unpopular, but... I don't necessarily disagree with Josh Hader at all in this whole thing, because if we all put ourselves in his situation and we were lied to by our employer, I really don't think that it um, I really don't think that we would want to bend over backwards for our employer after that. I mean, they basically said, hey, we need you to pitch here, here, here and here. And you need to just help the team win and we'll take care of you later. And then when it was time to take care of them, they said, nope, we're good. You didn't get enough saves. And he's kind of like, wait, what? You guys told me that I needed to help wherever I could. And so I said, yes, now I'm not getting the money. Uh, The bigger problem for me is that it's not in the best interest of your team. And it's not, to me, a good look to your teammates because you're kind of saying, yeah, I'm on this team when I want to be. And that's not something that I can get behind because a team thing is a team effort. I 100% believe in team efforts. Football, total team effort. You can't win a football game with one person. Baseball, total team effort. You can't win a, a baseball game with one person. Here at the radio station, total team effort. I can't take care of everything. I mean, I know I do everything for Tony and Chris. They do nothing. 
And Adam helps me as well. And many other people help as well. But it takes a lot of people. And if I am someone on the team and, I, and, and I'm asked to do something that I don't really want to do and I say, and I say no, I personally have done this in the past and I feel bad because I'm letting down the team. And I guess it's a little bit different for it's it's a little bit different for a professional athlete because this is where they're making their money. And Josh Hader is actually he's allowed to do whatever he wants. It's if he's comfortable with his teammates knowing that he's only going to go an inning max, then that's all good. And he does have to look out for himself because honestly, all of us have to look out for ourselves. Uh, I, I, I just don't, I don't know that he deserves to be crushed for this. Now, would I have wanted him to come out of the bullpen many times last year? Yeah. He would have been great coming out of the bullpen for the Padres. There were, there were certain times that we, we, like I said, we talked about him coming in the game and maybe that would have changed the game or instead they put in a pitcher that's not as good as Josh Hader and that pitcher gave up the game. So that wasn't fun to see. But now that we have the full story, and that's another thing I guess I've learned in this job, and Tony Gwynn Jr. has helped me really a lot in this, is I need to be, I need to wait and see. Wait and see what happens. Wait and see what was said. And so now we kind of have the answer. We already knew this was a thing, but I, I, I can't really blame him at all. Uh, Brandon says, Josh was setting himself up for a payday. He may get this payday only one time, especially as a closer. That's exactly right. That is exactly what I was talking about, because the again, athletes only really get like the good, good top tier athletes. They'll be fine with money. But if you're the middle of the road athlete who's just trying to stay on the team and trying to fight for a roster spot every year, you're not making great money and you need to look out for yourself. And so it's it's. Professional sports does put a little bit of a different spin on it. I'm looking Evan, Evan, the cat. I'm a cat and I can tell you hater is no dog. Thank you, Evan, for that one. Hater from Daniel. Hater was the opposite of Nick Martinez. I, uh, yes and no. Nick Martinez was someone who was looking to be a starter mostly and I, I honestly think that's why he ended up going to Cincinnati, that and the money that he was paid. Nick Martinez did everything for the team. He really did. But Nick Martinez also played for the Padres, and he didn't play for the Brewers. There's something up with the Brewers. I'm telling you. They did it to Josh Hader. They did it to Corbin Burns. It's it's just, it's it's like, what are you doing in your front office that you are making players so mad that they don't want to play for your team anymore. That's just bad business, in my opinion. Bad business. Um, ST says taking advantage of is different than helping the team. I'm, I think you're talking about Josh Hader taking advantage of, and I don't think he's taking advantage of anything because the Brewers are the definition of taking advantage. They lied to him, said, do this. We'll pay you later. He did it. He didn't get paid later. That's taking advantage of. So I'm going to re- repost this Josh Hader clip right now on X at Matt Scraby. If you would like to see the entire clip, it's about three minutes long. Now, am I saying that uh, 
I'm absolving Josh Hader of everything. No, I'm not absolving Josh Hader of everything because I would have liked to see more of a team first attitude. But what I'm saying is I don't blame him for having the opinion that he does. And I, yeah, that's going to be unfair. That's going to be unpopular. I understand. I understand I'm wading into crazy waters. I waded into crazy waters with Trevor Bauer last night and Tommy Pham. And still today, we're we're still in the chat talking about it. Um, a comment on the YouTube. I, I get looking out for yourself, but coming out once or twice would have been big. Absolutely. That's a great point. Because... There are certain situations where Josh Hader could have waived his one-inning clause. And he doesn't want to blow out his arm, and I don't want him to blow out his arm either. That's not what I want. I want him to go have a healthy career. But there were situations that were very important for the Padres last year. If they would have won this game here, that game there, they may have even made the playoffs with that run at the end of the season. Uh, It's a long shot, obviously. But it's... um, I would have liked to see him come out a little bit more. So let's see. Maria said, especially in the playoffs of him coming out once or twice. I remember Josh Hader in the playoffs for the the Padres being pretty darn good. When he was, he locked down the Dodgers and he locked down the Mets. I I don't remember Josh Hader being a selfish um, player And I want to be careful with that word selfish because, again, I do understand his point of view. But I don't remember him being that guy in the playoffs. Now, the playoffs, he was incredible. I mean, he did a lot of great things. And he's getting paid a lot of money for it. I honestly don't think it's that big of a deal that the Padres lost Josh Hader to free agency because his $95 million that he's going to make can really – we've talked about it on the show. Closers – you can find closers for cheap. And if you want a superstar closer, in my opinion, you get a superstar closer when you are ready to win a World Series because you want that guy to be able to lock down the game. But it's, you know. Oh, Brandon is telling me, I think they're referring to him not coming in during the eighth to pitch to Harper instead of Suarez. Well, we don't know that. We don't know that he didn't want to go in. We don't know that. Bob Melvin didn't ask him and is maybe I'm missing something there, but my 12 games in October podcast, I researched a little bit and I didn't see anything. Maybe things have come out after that. Uh, James says if Tatis wouldn't have missed the first 20 games, that's more than a two game difference. That's right. I think so. I think you're right. I think that it's, I think that the I'm looking at the comment one more time. If Tatis wouldn't have messed, missed the first 20 games, that's more than a two-game difference. I think that's fair. I mean, he definitely didn't help the team with what happened, but we've been through that. And I last night, like I said, I believe guys get second chances, and Fernando definitely deserves a second chance. And he's doing well so far with it. I don't think that we have any issues. It's Padres fans, I think, maybe, I want to be very careful with this, but I think Padres fans maybe think that, maybe I'm wrong. You can tell me if I'm wrong with this, but I think I'm kind of right that it feels like Padres fans get get bullied a little bit by different uh, players or memories, and 
And so it, it makes everything else a lot, the, the feelings a lot more strong about certain different things. But yeah, Tatis, he really did miss some games. Now, I don't, I don't know that he would have won five, six, seven games, but we don't know. We don't know that. What's annoying Scraby today? Let's find out. It's time for the Daily Gripe. All right. Daily Gripe. I got to say, when I first started the Daily Gripe, I didn't think that there was going to be any problem with me at all coming up with the Daily Gripe every single day. And I... I mean... I, I need I need your daily gripes. Do you have any gripes out there? Because if you do, please DM me or tweet me or something like that. Um, I just don't really have a daily gripe today. Other than the fact that I almost sweat everywhere all over the board. But if you missed that, I ate some Thai food. I'm sure you know already. Woodsy called in for it. It was on the cameras on YouTube, so if you want to go see it, I put it out on 97.3 The Fan SD, and you can see it there. And uh, so my grave today is really nothing, although I did accomplish something big today. And thank you to everyone who listens to our station, because we were named the number 19 best show in a major market in for the afternoons in the country by Barrett Sports Media. Ben and Woods were number 16 for morning shows. So you're listening to a station right now that is not ranked in the top 20 markets in the country, market size, and you have two shows that have made the list of best shows in the country. So I think that's pretty cool. And honestly, a lot of it is because of all of you being here and supporting us. So thank you very much. We are going to be back tomorrow. It's going to be Tony and I as Chris travels, but one more day closer to the Super Bowl. I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow, but we'll catch you on i was gonna say catch you on the flip side but that's really dorky so i'll just say catch you on the flip side the biggest game of the year this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.